This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of Bush Breakaway is brought to you by the first overall pick, the first overall pick, the first overall pick, Alexis Lafreniere, New York Rangers, Alexis Lafreniere, Lafreniere, I can't even say his name yet, you know where you are, Bush's Breakaway, I can't pronounce anything. This podcast is brought to you by the number one overall pick, My Extreme Happiness, Our Manic State, and you for being here listening to this podcast with us. Now, let's get to the show. Oh, and here's Mark Messier calling us the best pot Rangers podcast. I mean, is he wrong? Tell me if he's wrong. First overall pick, Alexis Lafreniere, let's go. Hi everybody, it's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Hey, Blue Shirts Breakaway fans, welcome to the first episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway in the Alexis Lafreniere era. Era? Era? Woo! <laughs> Gregory, say hello. How yes. blessed are we? God bless, praise a, be. As a city. Oh. Ryan, the, think about it. In 2020, it's been a shitty sport year, but us New York sports fans, we get we get Lafreniere yes. on the heels of an MVP season from the greatest middle infielder of all time, Andreas Jimenez. And, it's a great time okay. to be there's like No fucking Mets talk today. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't give I a, had to do it just to piss you I off. Don't give I really a needed to fuck about the Mets today. Dude, I cannot believe this shit happened. I, I, I'm so, like, I literally got on the floor and, like, rolled around a little bit because I was, like, you know, I, I made some prayers to the hockey gods. I said I would run a half marathon. I'm going to do a stand-up set. I said I made a, a mukbang video thing. I'm going to read some poems for Tanner Glass. I'm going to go to a Flyers game in a Capope outfit, which is a nightmare, by the way, um, if that ever happens again. I don't know. I feel I fear for my life. I'll tag Gritty. Um, I'm just thrilled. I didn't think it would happen. And I have to tell you, I started convincing myself this morning. I started really, like, thinking Oh my God, we have a chance. We haven't won since 1965. Even then, it was like an AHL player sponsorship. It was a 16 league. We've never had the first overall pick. It's our time. If not now, when? Like, because I was thinking, like, when's the next time this is going to happen? When I'm like 60, 50? Like, the Rangers are about to try and compete for a couple years. There's no way they're getting a first overall pick. No fucking way. So if, if not now, when? So it's now. We got it. And I'm ready to play. I'm ready. Let's get the season. Let's end the Stanley Cup bullshit. And let's get back to season. I'm ready to go, Gregory. <sighs> it's, uh, there's a part of me. I really, I was really thinking, I was convinced Toronto was winning. I really did. A- after last night, after the way everyone was handling that 
just utter catastrophe, even though it wasn't really a catastrophe. It's just a messed up year. So messed up things are going to happen. I just, I knew somehow in my heart of hearts that the Maple Leafs were going to get rewarded out of all this. So the fact that they didn't, the fact that they didn't, the fact that the Penguins didn't, the fact that the Oilers didn't, it's, it's perfect. It really is perfect. It's the best. And all right, can we talk about it? Did you watch the ball drop? I know you're uh, working. No, uh, our okay. our commander in chief had bullshit to say, so I wasn't allowed to tune in at all. Understandable. So, all right, I will say this. You know, I'm a bit of a conspiracy guy sometimes. Conspiracy Ryan. Oh, you think, you think you you think uh, so? It can't be a heavier ball, right? Because yes. the mechanism in the machine needs to be able to pull the ball up. So if he drops the ball, he has to then put a lighter ball into the machine. That is more readily he doesn't, available to get sucked He up. doesn't touch any other ball twice except for the Ranger ball. He drops the ball, and then I don't know what happens. Maybe it's not hit to his shooting. He picks it back up, adjusts it, and drops it slowly again. Hmm. <laughs> I don't care. I don't know. I don't care. I don't know. It's <laughs> Man, your heart goes out, and it doesn't really go out because who gives a shit about him? But you feel bad for the Red Wings. Uh, tough luck. Yeah. Don't suck so much. Hey, next listen. Time. If I would have told you at the beginning of the year, um, hey, the, the Red Wings aren't gonna get it. The Rangers are. <laughs> I would have. I would have freaked the fuck out. If I was Stevie Eiserman, bro, I would be. I would be going nuts. I'd be going nuts. Uh, I think it's worth revisiting one more time. I know I said this last week, but I'll say it again. I am not trading this pick for three and five. Yes. I don't care. Okay. Now I that we want it. Now that we've revisited, no, I'm good. <laughs> It's not. I mean, no I was anyway. I was a no at the time anyway. Uh-huh. I'm a, just a bigger no now. It's uh, it's just a situation where it's like <sighs> I I can't explain this feel. Like Kapokako was. What's the weirdest part is like we had to wait for Kapokako, right? Because we didn't know like would Jersey take him. You know, it was a close match between one and two. I I don't know if we're ever gonna get into the byfield conversation. I'm sure we will. We've got some time here, uh, but we had to wait at least a couple months after the lottery. And I was pumped when we got number two. I was screaming Kapokako. Obviously, I made a church and all that stuff behind your back. And then we did it all together. And I have nothing planned this time. Full disclosure. Nothing. And other than the things I said I would do at the beginning of this podcast, which everyone has to hold me to. Uh, it's ridiculous. But it I mean, ju- you're, everybody's crazy if they don't think we're, we're, we're already cooking up some merch ideas. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, wingmates for life. But it's, it's just... A feeling where it's like, okay, the second overall pick, is it was awesome. It's great. Kapokako, that's my guy, Lord and Savior, etc. But, like, you know right away. Because Kapokako was a step into contention, right? It was, like, one step into, like, okay, the Rangers got Panarin. They got traded for Jacob Truba. They got Kapokako. We're, we're Igor's coming. Adam Fox turned out to be great. We are taking a step in the right direction after just getting absolutely dismantled by that Carolina Hurricanes. Just destroyed. But... Getting the first overall pick and then adding that to to Capo Caco and the core you already have is just like okay, wow. I think we just almost like pretty much solidified contention for a while. Like there's gonna be a lot of hard questions facing this team, but we are gonna be cooking for a long time. There's a chance our possible first line in six to seven years from now is Capo Caco Lafreniere and Mika Zabinajad. That is fucking great, Gregory. That is amazing. Uh, I'm not going to be the wet blanket today, so I'm, I'm not going to say 
<laughs> well, I'm, I'm not going to be the guy that sit here and explains for five minutes how it's great that Lafreniere is going to be a Ranger, but it doesn't help the fact that the New York Rangers can't play defense. It's just not. It it's not what I'm going to do today. Yeah. I'm actually. I'm actually going to turn that entire argument on its head for a second. Okay. Um, I think the New York Rangers as an organization is the number one winner here, right? And I think the number two winner here is Capocaco because the expectations are going to come off his shoulders so much next season. But I think secretly, the third winner tonight immediately for the Rangers of New York is Keandre Miller. Because with Lafreniere here, with Kako entering his second season, I think there's going to be a lot more leeway for Miller to make mistakes on the job. He's not going to be the focus. He's not going to have the media spotlight that he would have had. Not, not, not the spotlight necessarily, because Miller, I think, is a big personality, and I think the fan base as a whole is very excited for him to come here. And I think there's going to be a lot of um, momentum behind him. But if Miller had come here and the Rangers were picking 10th or 11th, the expectations for him, I think, would have been so much higher. Now it's, I think the expectations for Lafreniere are going to dwarf over everything else this team is going to do. So if you wanted to start the season with Keandre Miller on the New York Rangers instead of sending him to the AHL, I think you can not get away with it a little bit more. I just don't think the fans are going to be as all over him as they could have been had it been, I don't know who Drew would have come on here and say that the Rangers were going to pick. Uh, Anton Lundell? Yeah. Yeah, like, the, if, if it was Lundell, he would have been starting the year in Sweden. He would have been developing. We would have all been excited that he was cooking. But if Miller was the new rookie in, in the house, I think the pressure would have been immense. And it's not that Miller, if anyone could stand up to that type of pressure and exceed expectations, I would I would bet large amounts of money on Keandre Miller. I just think this is great for him because Lafreniere is going to steal some of the spotlight, and it's going to let Miller – explore the space more freely in my mind. Absolutely. I think that's a really great point because Miller, you could even see it in camp, right? Like even when we brought Rick Carpinello and, and Vince on here, they were both like, Miller is a real deal. Even, all the tweets were like, he's serious. And they, they I think they wish. Yeah. And I, and, I, and I think, and I think there was actually, maybe it's something we should have talked about a little bit more, but maybe it's just something we didn't think about it at the time. I think that camp was more freeing for Keandre Miller than it was for some other people because Keandre Miller went into that camp knowing no matter what he did, he wasn't making the team. So all he had to do was be himself and play to his own abilities. He didn't have to worry about trying to be perfect in front of this coaching staff. There was nothing Keandre Miller could do to make the Rangers because it was against the rules. So Keandre Miller thrived without having any kind of expectations placed on him. And I'm not saying he could have done the exact same thing in, in training camp whenever that decides to start. But now again, Keandre Miller is going to enter another position where he's not going to be the number one focus. You can make an argument that Keandre Miller's success next year is actually more important to the New York Rangers than Alex Lafreniere because the Rangers have so many options on offense. But all, all I'm saying is it's going to be nice that Miller is going to have so much freedom to do almost whatever he wants without everyone reacting to every little step that he takes. Yeah, it that's going to be great. And honestly, I can't believe it just happened. I'm still in shock. Like I feel like my my the hair on my skin is standing up. I like am manic. And I was ready for sadness. I want to make this clear. I was ready to be miserable. Like there was part of me that started convincing this morning like, "Okay, I'm getting excited. I think it's the Rangers pick. Like it's it's just time is due. It's time is now. If not now when? I don't know." 
And I, I was going to be like, oh, well, if he goes to Florida, I'm just going to feel bad for the kid. Like, I'm just going to feel miserable. And if he goes to the Penguins, I'm going to hate everything. Everything. They can eat my butt for sure sideways. And I just, I to have him join this squad that was already, would you say ahead of schedule? Because I think they were, despite despite them getting their butts kicked by the, the Canes. And they really did. Were totally dismantled. And I think there were some injuries. And Panarin didn't look himself. Mika didn't look themselves. I think David Quinn deserves some criticism. But I'm not here to talk about that right now. This is adding a number one overall pick to this squad is a giant leap. And this team is going to be crazy fun. Crazy fun for the next five to six years. And it's something I've been thinking about for a while. I mean, I had a conversation with, I think it was... Uh, the former beat writer, Matt Kala, he's going to kill me. Kalamia, I think it is. Um, on Twitter the other day. There's no way he listens to that, so yeah, it doesn't matter. That's true. It doesn't matter. You're right. Um, Matt, I was talking to him. He was like, was it, what, what would you rank this season in fun levels? And I think after the 2015 season, it had to be like second for me in fun levels in the last 10 years at least. Um, you know, the 2014 season I thought was, um, it was a little rocky. The, of course, the cup run was awesome, but the actual season itself and uh, even the Pittsburgh series up until they did the reverse sweep was terrible. Um, and to have these two guys, Kako and Lafreniere, go into this next year with Panarin, with Mika Zvitadet, Adam Fox, Igor Shosturkin, like, we're cooking for the next five years. And this team is already fun, like a like a highly skilled, fun squad. And we just added it a tremendous, tremendous asset to our third line. Our third line, Gregory. Oh, I'm so excited for people to freak out when Quinn starts him on the fourth line or something. It's few things in this world get me as excited as how angry Rangers Twitter will get over a pregame line assignment. Uh, probably because I'll be just as angry and disappointed as they are, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, as far as your ahead of schedule comment, I still don't think, I think they're just on schedule because when you take into account the fact that where this team was when the season paused it was still a team on the outside of the playoffs they were being competitive but there are clear holes on this team and there's still again this is super fun this is super great that yep. Lafreniere is going to be a ranger the rangers have a lot of shit they have to do this offseason there's so they many hard take decisions that next step against forward. you so many hard decisions in front of you but this has to make some things easier bar none like I, okay we don't have a center <laughs> we don't know who's no, gonna you know you know who actually you know you know what i, I you know who this kind of sucks for? Chris Kreider? Vitaly Kravtsov. Oh. Yeah. Kind of sucks for Kravtsov. What's he supposed to do? I don't know. There's a, if, if, I had told you, if I had told you before today that there's a legitimate chance, probably north of 50% at this point, that Kravtsov starts next season in Hartford, you would have laughed at me. Yeah. Now it's like a lock. It's a lock. It, it, it feels that way. It, I mean, even if, even if, say, Fast walks, right? Say Fost walks, Kako moves up, Gauthier moves up, Kravtsov's going to come in and be a fourth-line winger? I don't think so. That's not his game. What's the point in that? I wonder... Is he, he plays left wing. I don't, and the thing that sucks is I was about to say I wonder if the Rangers dangle Kravtsov in trade talks, but he had such a not sterling yes. season in Hartford that you'd be, you, even if it's not a full... Like it'd probably be eighty well, cents on the dollar if you're trying to trade them at this point. We're, we're clear. This is the manic episode, right? For Ryan, at least. Like this is. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to think things through here. No, like I, I, these, I, I these are things I hadn't thought about until this exact moment. I'm totally agreeing with like, you. Like I'm not flaming you at all. I'm just saying, and I'm prefacing what I'm about to say. That's what I'm doing. Uh huh. Uh huh. We're starting the Eichel thing, right? 
Like it's it's happening. Starting it, baby. We already started. It. I know, but now, but now it's serious. Yeah. What what is it? What does it take? The range. The Rangers' second pick this year, an unprotected first next year, Kravtsov, Strom. Would you put Niels in? Would you put him in? Yeah, I put him in the first time. Yeah. So do we think? Do we think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the question on Twitter right now. Okay. What let's are we let's doing? just get it out. There. Let's just run it back. Hey, we have some five star questions today. Uh, I don't have them up. I'll get them up in a second. But uh, they're probably all not applicable. But if you want to live live, if you want to leave a five star question for next week for us, now the week is now. This is the, now is the time because we're gonna do like a whole mailbag by next week. Maybe we'll even do a mailbag. On Wednesday this week. And we were going to do the game seven, but we got the first overall pick, Greg. Like, I just spit on my screen. That's what I'm, where I'm at. I think I stained it, too. Oh, my God. I'm disgusting. It's... I just can't, man. It's it's so weird. And I know this... I, I guess I don't want to bring them up, and I don't want to say their names. But being that fan of that squadron over in Astoria in Queens, like, you're not used to stuff like this happening, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you just asked me if I'm used to good things happening to my fa- favorite team. I knew better. I knew better. Um, it's uh, again. I started this podcast joking, like it's 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 a joke for you, but also Andreas Jimenez is like amazing, okay. and I'm so happy, and it's great. But no, I'm not used to good things. This is the same thing, dude. Marcus Stroman opted out two hours ago. If you if the if we came on this podcast tonight and the Rangers had just <laughs> lost the lottery, I know we would have talked about Stroman the opted bets. out. I'd probably be sitting here with a knife in my arm, like so, I wouldn't be a happy camper. So Ryan Strom, Kravtsov, Niels, and Carolina's first unprotected first twenty twenty one for Jack Eichel. <laughs> I think I do. You do it. Of course, I think you do I do. Again. And I know. Again, if the Buffalo Sabers, if any. NHL organization was run smart. I would say there's a 0% chance of it happening. But this is the NHL, baby. Anything's possible. Right. Anything's possible. Kevin Garnett. So it's like, I mean, if I'm the Sabres, I've said this before when we talked about Eichel, and it's worth repeating again. If I'm the Sabres, there's no way I accept any trade that doesn't include Philip Heedle. But maybe, Ryan, just maybe. Maybe. Maybe there's a way to do it. Maybe. Mayhaps. Mayhaps. And the thing is, if you put Strom in the trade, you don't have to worry about paying Strom. Like, you have to worry about the Eichel money, right? Because it's north of $10 million. Breaking news. Well, you just Lost added, you says just Panarin, added Panarin is one of his favorite players. Wow. Mm, makes me think. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. So you have you have to account for the money, right? But you're basically moving out the, the money you're paying Strom now plus the money you would eventually have to pay Strom in the future. So that's, that's gone. Right. Um, you're adding an entry-level contract to your books, so you don't really have to worry about that money. You could then dangle Tony for something else. You can go get, collect some uh, collect some more assets there. Hell, maybe the Sabres want Tony too. By all means, you can have him. It's uh, having Alex Lafreniere in the system now, this, oh. is, this is basically, you know what this is, Ryan? Oh. You know what this don't is? Don't do this. You know what I'm about? <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, just please make forget, it, make forget it about, quick. how about this? 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 Make about it this? quick. Forget about, forget about trading shit for Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. Just fucking offer sheet bars off. Ooh, fucking make the Islanders the, miserable. The Greg Kaplan special. Yeah. Fucking offer sheet bars all, man. You were going to, the Rangers were prepared to do it last year, right? 
We know this on record. They we were. know this for fact. We know for if a Braden fact. Braden Point result, wanted point. to accept an offer sheet. Right. This is this is an opinion. This is reportable fact. If the New York Rangers, if if Braden Point was willing to accept a contract offer from the New York Rangers, they were ready to sign one last year. So we know for a fact that this front office is fine with offering the necessary capital when it comes to future draft stock to make a move on the restricted free agent market. If you were fine with it for Braden Point, why wouldn't you be fine for it for Matt Barzal? You have the first overall pick this year. You just had Capococco, the second overall pick, last year. You just traded for Adam Fox. You've promoted Igor Shosturkin. You've banked Keandre Miller. You've banked Niels Lundqvist. You've banked Vitaly Kravtsov. You've banked Philip Heedle. You've banked Robertson. You've banked Jones. You've banked Barron. You've banked all these guys. The Rangers right now have the number one or number two farm system in the National Hockey League. If there is any team that could swallow not having four first-round picks starting in 2021, it is the Rangers of New York. And you'd be crippling, Ryan, crippling your biggest in-media market rival. So you would be doing it from a does-it-make-the-team-better standpoint. Abso-fucking-lutely. Does it cripple one of your biggest rivals? Abso-fucking-lutely. Can you survive without having four first-round picks? If the Rangers are on this track, those first-round picks should be late firsts anyway. So we're talking about picks after 24th overall. Do it. Sign Barzal. I know it's gonna it it it's complicated with how the Rangers get there, and it means they're not gonna add anything to the defensive unit next year. But you know what? Just be the fucking seven seconds or less Phoenix Suns. Score so many points, it doesn't matter how many you give up. Sign Barzal. I'm talking myself into it. <laughs> I've jumped a shot. I'm in. Yeah, I think again, in. this is the manic episode of Blue Shirts Breakaway. Everything's on the table. I don't give a shit. Everything is in play because now. We're cooking. We are cooking, Gregory. Ugh. I know we need to sign a left-hand defense, but I know we need to get a center. But by God, by God, if we pick up one more piece, we are really cooking. We really are. And Mark Stahl has to go. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. It's time. It's time, buddy. Um, I don't even know where to go from here. Can we just, like, I, I, I want to start, like, from the beginning and just, like, go through the day. But it seems like you – did you think – you thought there was a chance, but did you ever really think in your heart of hearts? Because uh, for me, I thought I started convincing myself, but for you, did you think it was a chance at all? Like, did you think we'd be doing this podcast right now? Like no, this particular I really, one? I was really excited to be upset and miserable today. I was really, I was, Ron, I was going to lean into it. I had 15 minutes on a, Andreas Jimenez prepared. I was ready to go. That's great. <laughs> I, did, I, I really thought I was going to have to talk about that to make myself feel good. And we're now talking, we're <laughs> We've already talked about two scenarios that before today were literal pipe dreams. Like, we weren't taking them seriously. I know we've joked about Eichel in the past. We have. And I know it's, like, I've it's fun content to think about. The past. You know? Yeah, we were kidding. For the most part, we were kidding. I mean, I, with Eichel, I'm, I'm on and off kidding. But I really, now I'm kind of I'm dead serious. I'm, it's not a joke anymore, okay? I'm serious. It's not like, a joke. I am I am a 120%. I, I've, that rant. Just convinced myself right now well, uh, that Matt Barzal needs to be a New York Ranger and anything else is unacceptable. Okay, let's recap. Let's do a little Blue Breakaway history, shall we? We probably have some new listeners today. Um, maybe. I don't know. We have done we're a... Passing, we're passing custom. 
today. Yeah. That guy's got nothing on him. Full 60, by the way, is available for you to listen this week on the Athletic Podcast Network. Tell Custance we're better than him. Shout out to you, Craig. Yeah, and we will come on your podcast. Stop asking. Jeez. <laughs> um, in in the history of the show we, and as of this November we've been doing this show five years every single goddamn Monday never missed one Gregory never missed one show one show for this moment alright where would you rank this in happiest we've been number two overall is up there of course the Jacob Truba trade when you're, we had to hang up on your dad was up there Not of course point. or Tammy Panarin is up there too I think it's it, this this has to be like in the top three. It has to be. Has uh, to. You did call Ranger the Truba things for two years started, in a row. Uh, Rangers. So basically, Ranger moments since we started podcast. Yes. Um. Kako was great. Yep. Truba was great. Panarin was great because that happened on a Monday. Yep. Man, this shit just keeps happening on Mondays. Shout out the Truba to the trade was a Monday. On yeah, Truba trade was a Monday. Panarin was a Monday. Kako was a Monday. I'm starting to see a trend. Because, yeah, Monday's a good day for the Rangers. Like, when someone says they got a case of the Mondays, they're going to be like, so you're really happy? Mondays are like, joke. Are you looking forward to something? Um, That's a good point. Yeah. The, I don't I, – you know what's sad? Yeah. Since we've started doing this podcast, I don't think an actual Ranger game has ever made me this happy. I think <laughs> maybe this has been a Jed five-goal game is the closest because that – Yeah, and I was doing my goddamn taxes for this show that night. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but, like, honestly, think about it. Five years since we started doing this podcast, I don't think a single game has made me as happy as – The closest as... game for me, Gregory, was the Kako Adam Fox overtime game, I think. Because it was like the big future, hope of the future game, in my opinion. I think that's the closest one. Um, Dead air. Yeah, I really... No playoff game, sad to say. Uh, well, because we, we started when it was the Ottawa series, pretty much. Like, that was the year we started. Like, 2016, we had right. no playoffs. We just missed the 2015 playoffs when we started. So... Right. It... Yeah, I'd say this is up there, man. I'd, I'd really, I'd really say it's up there. This is great, man. It's great. I mean, it's like, uh, 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 there's not a lot like this. There really isn't. Like, this might never happen again in our lives, Greg. Did you think about that? Because I thought about it all day long. It was like Ryan, I, 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 I always think about something not happening in my life because I don't think I'm gonna make it very long. It's, <laughs> it's something, it's something I always keep considered. Uh, it's, it's why I just want the Mets to be good once. Because I just, I just need to know that level of happiness. I just need the Rangers um, to win one cup, Gregory. One cup. That's all I, I want. Two's bonus. I, oh man, it's. I really, I really thought this. I really thought it was going to be like the Jets or the freaking Wild or Dude, someone if like to that. Florida, it would have been so boring. I would have felt so bad for the kid. I, I legit. I thought about it. I, I, I'm sure you saw my tweet last night. Like I thought about it more. I have been so hard on the anybody but Pittsburgh bandwagon. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about it for a second and I would legit be sick for Lafreniere or Byfield or anyone. They would have taken number one overall to have to play their hockey in sunrise fucking Florida, Ugh. like legitimately ill. I would have called in sick to work. It's ridiculous, man. It's, it's insane. All right. Here's the I, – I'm sure you saw this too, but I know a lot of people don't follow us on Twitter or they aren't on Twitter, uh, uh, unlike everyone that's in sports media that has to be. Since 08, New York Rangers first-round picks. Delzato, 20th. By the way, 05 was Mark Stahl. Uh, Chris Kreider, 19th. McElrath, 10th. That's a yikes. JT Miller, 15th. 12th. Shea, 28th. 
Then in 17, we skip, we skip, we skip all those years in between. They don't have a first round pick. Never happens. Anderson, Heedle. Okay, have Heedle at 21. That's good. Then Kravstoff at 9th, 18. Kravstoff at 9th. Miller, 22nd. Niels, 28th. 19. Kapokako, 2nd. 2020. Lafreniere. Cooking, baby. Those last three drafts Great. are solid. Listen, I, I listen. Once Craftstop turns into anything, into anything, we'll be we will hey, be man. serious depth. Hey man, what do you think Leah Sanderson is up to right now? You think people are going to give a shit about that anymore? Mm, I was thinking about Leah Sanderson today. I actually had a good like three minute Leah Sanderson rant, like ready to go if we didn't win the first overall pick. But I'm not going to do it. I don't think so. Or maybe I will. It's just like. You look at the, the all the all the draft picks I just named, Gregory, and you look at some of the teams that are huh. playing high level hockey right now, even still in mm. the draft. And seventh overall is the highest, other than Kapokako on that list. So Anderson has to, in my opinion, or had to, really give something to the New York Rangers for them to be competitive. Now this changes that, I believe. But Anderson not being there or playing center or playing at a high level in the NHL or even developing to that way really hurts the Rangers in the long term because he's their highest draft pick since 08. 08, seventh overall. Like, I know we count Hedl as that seventh overall draft pick, right? We do that now. It's kind of the same thing. But it's not. Like, if he was here and he was producing, the Rangers would be a much better squad with a lot more depth. You saw how tough depth was on the bottom two. You saw it. And... I'm bottom two lines that is third and fourth line. You know what I'm saying. And with if Anderson, bottom six. W- yeah, bottom six. Sorry, thank you. Sorry. Uh, if Anderson was able to provide any sort of, you know, lo- like spark during during that time, we didn't have to play Howden at third line center. We could play good Leas Anderson. It would have been a whole different team. So I'm just. We agree. The New York Rangers need to improve their bottom six next year. So I'm just going to spitball something out there. Let's assume. Manic. Now that we live in this crazy world that we live in, let's assume that the Rangers have Eichel or Barzal on the top. Six. Okay. Because yeah. why not? Yeah. Why the fuck not? Mm-hmm. There's a chance next year's bottom six. The third line could be Lafreniere, Heedle, Gauthier. And the fourth line could be any combination of Justin Richards, Patrick Kodorenko, Morgan Barron, if the Rangers want to bring back Jesper Foss on a super cheap team-friendly contract, Brendan Lemieux's ass. Like, that third line already is the best third line the Rangers have ever had since the 94 run, probably. Uh, and you could make a fourth – you could you could squint your eyes and make a fourth line out of something there, and it doesn't even matter on the fourth line because it's only playing seven minutes a game anyway. So, man, I've I I'm just I'm off the I'm off the rails. I have now convinced myself that Matt Barzal is a New York Ranger, and there is just nothing that you can say, Ryan, that gets me off that train of thought. Rick Carpinello alert. Here's the great thing. Oh, okay. Ryan, here's 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 the absolute great okay, thing. I'm, I'm pulling up cap friendly right now just to remind myself mm-hmm. of this. Flat I cap? think it's something ridiculous. Oh, the what? amount of what money are we saying? have. Are you talking? Yes, I'm talking. No, can you hear me? forget us. The Rangers can make it work. People are freaking out. The way the Rangers make it work is by not upgrading anywhere else and just signing Matt Barzal, but it's possible. <laughs> the New York Islanders next year, Ryan, yes. have $8.1 million in cap room right now. 8.1. So the Rangers don't the Rangers don't even need to go full max to make the Islanders' life miserable. I love how we're doing all sheet stuff. This is incredible. They should. Give them 12 million, see if I give a shit. Really? Like, who are the Islanders gonna trade, man? Who who's gonna take Cal Clutterbuck off the Islanders' hands? 
Who's going to take Leo Komarov off the Islanders' hands? By the way, not every team will be able to take Leo Komarov off the Islanders' hands. He's got a 17 no-trade clause because that's what the Islanders did. They gave a no-trade clause to Andrew Ladd. They can't move Jordan Eberle. They can't move Brock Nelson. Oh, boy. You're telling me the Rangers can't drop in a godfather awful godfather offer on Lou Lamorello and he's going to be able to match it? I don't think so. The Rangers next year, the Rangers currently next year, before any buyouts, before anything else, have $13 million in cap space. Now, that's $13 million in cap space without Georgiev under contract, without D'Angelo under contract, without the god Ryan Strom under contract, without Brandon Lemieux under contract. They can get Phil DiGiuseppe back on a, on a minimum level deal, I'm sure. They would have to get creative, for sure. It's not going to be easy. They'd have to find someone to take some salary from them. Maybe this is the offseason that some people wet their pants and the Rangers move on from Pavel Buchnevich if they sign or uh, if they sign Matt Barzal. But whatever the Rangers do, whether they give Anthony D'Angelo money or not, the defense isn't going to be great because they're still going to have Mark Stahl and Brendan Smith. Those guys aren't going anywhere. No one's trading for those guys. So, like, would you rather just bite the bullet for one year and not improve defensively and just hope that you can score seven goals a game? Or do you do you want to extend Anthony D'Angelo? Give me bars all every day. Screw it. D'Angelo and Strom could turn into future prospects. Keep that farm system coming. So you won't need the four first, future first-round draft picks because you've traded D'Angelo and Strom for more pieces. You've already replaced those picks. What are we doing, baby? This is easy. Update. Get Jeff Gordon's number. Update I won't from... give me Jeff Gordon's number. Can we just call Rick right now? <laughs> he's he's no, been. Because Rick, Rick will laugh off the stage. He hasn't had power for he's seven been, days. Yeah, he's tweeted. A nice time to be without electricity, Wi-Fi, cable, cell service for seven days. Wow, Rick, that sucks, buddy. I would have just had him come live down here. Me and me and Rick bunk bunk it up for the number one overall pick. Fun times. Would have been great. All right, let's do a quick ad break, shall we? This uh. This ad is from Indochino. Support for Boosters Breakaway is also brought to you by Manscaped, who is your best and below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Big news, Manscaped just launched in Canada. For those listening listeners in Canada, you can be one of the first Canadians to experience their life-changing products. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and have their new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. One of the coolest features, the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. All you have to do is go to manscaped.com, THEATHLETIC20. That's it, THEATHLETIC20. 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code THEATHLETIC20. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value, and patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. So again, one more time, go to manscaped.com and use code THEATHLETIC20. And this podcast is also brought to you by DraftKings. Grab your peanuts and popcorn. Baseball is back. That's right. The boys will be getting back out there on the diamond this week. And while we may not be able to join them in the stadium, there's plenty of action to be had from the comfort of your home. There's no better place to get on the action than DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To celebrate baseball coming back, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering free bets for every home run your team hits. Taking advantage of this Grand Slam offer is easy. All you have to do is place a pregame bet, bet at least $25 on your home team, and for every home run hit in that game, you'll get $5 worth of free bets. Additionally, 
DraftKings Sportsbook is offering all new users a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't worry if baseball is in your game. DraftKings offers great, great odds and promotions on all sports, ranging from MMA to basketball. DraftKings Sportsbook is U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable. Plus, it's easy to deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code QUICK when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code QUICK to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years older, New Jersey only. Bonus compromise the first deposit and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back to the show. Okay, we're back. Easy, 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 easy. Number one overall pick. Woo! Number one overall pick. Woo! I got to do a stand-up special. I got to run a half marathon. I got to do a YouTube series where I eat for people. I got a lot to do, Gregory. I, you know, I, uh, forgot, take... I forgot that I forgot that Fitz has to eat Wendy's every day for a month. Now. That's that's a fact. I, I want to say I don't uh, want to take full credit for this, but I offered a substantial amount to the gods for this first overall pick. It's good for the league. It's good for me. And I, I'm, I'm happy to, to sacrifice for what we've gotten here. This is incredible. incredible. And I was happy. I was I was thrilled to not have to do anything. Yes. A, a, a very familiar Greg feeling. Thrilled to yeah. not have to do yeah, anything. It's uh, great. It, it's where I thrive, man. I just come on here. I spit fire. That's all I talk about. It's wonderful. It's great. Um, I'm going to work my ass off, especially on this half marathon. I'm gonna, if you have run a half marathon, please send me tips on how I can get ready because I have to get ready soon. Um, where do we even go from here? Where do we even go? Do you want to answer five-star questions? We have some. I do, but first, let me. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to go on NHL.com to see if I can order my Barzal jersey now. Your Rangers Barzell jersey? I yeah. imagine. What's your number 13? Best number 13 the Rangers have ever had. Screw Kevin Hayes. Let me tell you right now. Kevin Hayes. I, if I don't have to see him ever again, it won't be soon enough. Uh, if the Flyers win, win. If Flyers win the cup, I'll be sick. But I'll be okay because I got the first overall pick. It's going to be totally fine. Yeah, honestly, if there's any year for, like, if Vino raises the cup, this is the one year where I'd just be like, yeah, sure, whatever. I don't care. I'm sitting pretty, baby. I don't have to worry about his dumbass making line assignments. I don't have to worry about anything. I'm good. I'm golden. It's crazy. I, I got to say, a lot of these um, five-star questions are going to wait. They're just not any, they're not anything that we're answering right now. But we're going to do it next week. We'll do a whole mailbag of five-star questions. I'm sure we're going to have a fucking ton. So we'll uh, we'll go for that. That's we were a- supposed to have a guest today, but something came up, and now we won't have a guest. Okay. So. That's fair. We also got the first overall pick. Like, things are okay. Yeah, I think it's okay. You know, I don't we, think anyone – like I was, we were gonna. Our friend Matt Estevez was gonna come on. We were gonna talk the playoff bubble and all that stuff. I gotta be honest. I don't think a single Ranger fan gives a shit about what happens yeah. in that bubble today. So we can talk about that next week after some games have been played. Uh, Steve's will come back on. He's a good dude. I, I miss him. Um, can you imagine the first time Kako and Lafreniere like team up for a goal, bro? The Sistine Chapel. I mean, that's what we're calling them, right? That's what they have to be. The chapel. <laughs> I'm so pumped, bro. I don't. There's, there's, there's a reason I can't call them that, and it's not anything I'm going to explain on this year' podcast because we have people oh, that. Oh, uh, never mind. It's funny ah. to do this podcast. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> yeah, I'm not explaining okay. that one. Yep. Uh, you right. got, you guys can get if, if we're ever allowed to hang out in person. Yeah. Get next a couple time drinks me, we do a live that. show and we have a beer. Yeah, yeah. That, that one, that one can be discussed one. in person. That one is not getting discussed on this. Yes. Podcast. Okay. No. Never. Never any on any podcast. Yep. Okay, Greg. I take it back. 
All right. Yeah, we're not we're not calling them that because I'm that's where my head will go every time. Yep. So forget it. Yep. Nope. Uh, I'm good. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, but it's it, oh god, it's just nuts. It's it's our our good friend Jeff Belinsky. Um, texted me as soon as the lottery happened, and he said he screamed a little when the Rangers ping pong ball came out, and I just said this is hilarious, and he tried to hit me with the uh, with the yeah, it's hilarious thinking another high performing winger is exactly what the Rangers need in order to get over the hump. Let me let me tell you something, brother. The quote, <laughs> wow. uh, the horrible Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that guy stinks too. Yeah. Let, let me tell you something about that guy. Um, but you think I care about what what this? I, I've said this was a great day for Keandre Miller. You know who else this is a great day for? Mark Stahl. Because we're not going to talk about Mark Stahl for a solid six weeks. Six minutes. A lot of things have to happen in the next six weeks for me to go back on a Mark Stahl rant. I just don't care about that guy. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Listen, Rachel. He fans, exists. You've the got, got one more year. You have one more year of Brandon Smith and Mark Stahl at $10 million combined. One more year. And after that, the cap, you have a lot of money coming off the books. A lot of money. Now, people have to get signed, but there's going to be a chance there to really push. To really push. Because you're going to have entry-level contracts from Kako and Lafreniere for at least three more years, I think, at this point. So we are really going to be making some noise. I, I, I'm really not composed at all. I it's been an hour and a half. I'm spitting everywhere. It's disgusting. Ew. Ew, gross. Oh, man. I'm really I'm – really, I'm just trying to think of how the Rangers can improve in other areas and field the competitive roster all while giving Barzal $12 million. So, like, let me let me throw this one at you. Let me throw this one at you. This, still, one, this one might sting a little. Still this this okay. one might sting a little. All right. Kaka's not going anywhere. We know the Rangers can open up a free three and a half million dollars by buying out Henrik, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And we've we've said that the only reason they do that is if they'd sign Georgiev as well. Well, now how about this? Okay. Mm-hmm. What if we buy out Hank? What if we still trade Georgiev? So we've opened up that three and a half million dollars, and we just let Tyler Wall cook as Igor's backup. How important is it to have a backup for Igor Shosturkin that is not? Amazing in his own right. I think they, I, again, this is the manic episode. Everything's on the table. Uh I'm in. Uh I'm in. Uh (laughs) I think you trade Georgiev, you buy out Hank, get Wall up here, or sign a a cheap backup, and let's cook. Let's do it. Right, because by doing that, the Rangers would still have about $2 million in cap space. Uh, Maybe you can convince Foss to come back. On that one point eight million dollars, and I be like, "Hey, it. buddy." But maybe Actually, we're friends. Your friend. We'll see. That, I gotta tell you, Ryan. Who, look, not to plug Craig Custis, but he had an article just about this today. Yeah, I was about to say. I was actually going to mention the same article. If any player is going to get screwed by this flat cap, it's a player like Jesper Fast. Who's going to pay him? I don't know. And who's going to pay him? How much? Who's going to pay him more than what the Rangers could offer? Like there, there was a, there was a legit scenario before where some team would look at Jesper Fast like they look at a, a like a, a Junis Donskoy. And they give him $3 million a year to just be what he is. And that, that's fine. But who's going to – no one has the money to do that anymore. Nobody. No one's going to want to do that anymore. Yeah, I actually don't know who's going to pay us for fast. So maybe he ends up coming back. And maybe that is a good point. I, I don't know if Tyler Wall's ready. But if you could sign a, like another – Who cares? Who cares? You got Igor. Yeah. Like, well, he's going to play 65 games, right? You really have to be ready. If Igor's healthy, you're going to play 65 games. That's it. Maybe plus, maybe 70. 
Wait, who, wait. And if there's, if there's, who knows there, how many games there's going to be? We don't know. If there's anything, if there's anything I've learned from the years of following hockey league, you can always acquire a backup goalie. It's been proven. Remember, we're, we're not that far removed from um, Pavelic being the Rangers' backup goalie and everything being fine. Like you can go out there and find a goalie and survive if your starter is good. And I feel pretty good about Igor being good. And who knows, Ryan? Who knows? Maybe Henrik decides to hang him up, and that's just eight and a half million dollars that disappears. Yeah, there's something weird going on there, right? I feel I I I, I have a gut feeling that something is something weird is happening. I don't know. All why. I'm saying, all I'm saying is if Hank magically retires, magically. Yeah, it does feel like that's on on the table. By it's, the way, it's not off the table. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the main course. It's not. But if you if you ask if you ask the waiter uh, if the chef is offering anything off menu. That Henrik retirement is just lingering there. He retires. You get that money opened up, baby. I'm just getting started. That's all I'm saying. That, oh, dude. I just, I, I didn't, I was going to record myself and I was going to go live. And I was like, no, I don't want to be sad on the internet. I really don't. I was like, can I tell you something actually really embarrassing? I couldn't figure out how to go live on Twitter. I have no idea. <laughs> I tried to... uh, that's not a good look. I know how to go live on Twitter, so you need to know how to go live on Twitter. I had no idea. I was trying to find. I was like, I can upload pictures here. I can put some poll. I can add some other stuff. I couldn't go live. I don't know how to do it. I still don't know how to do it. I even Googled it. That's how sad it was. And I was like, screw it. I'm not doing it. And I wish I wish I would have had me crying on, crying online <laughs> for the happy reason. Um, but I didn't, unfortunately. Man, I don't even know where to go from here. We have 20 minutes left of this podcast. Alexi, La, La, we haven't even talked about Lafreniere at all, like what he is as a player. So I guess we could do that a little bit, right? From what we know, we're not pri- we're not draft experts in any in any way here. We'll probably have Drew on to talk about him at some point. Um, maybe even Wednesday. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, and the- <laughs> we're just never gonna end the uh, ninety four rewatch at this point because things just keep happening to the New York Rangers. Yeah, I want to end it, of course, but I we I can't justify us doing it when we just got the number one overall pick, right? I just can't do it. From a from a producer media standpoint, like I just can't figure that out. Let's let's just review some. some I mean, go on. I uh, you know forget it. It ain't that important. What do doing it or what? I was just gonna do it Friday. We're we're still gonna be doing this. Like we're gonna have nothing new to say about Lafreniere on Wednesday. I still think that's what people are gonna want to hear about. That's you know that's we're giving the people what they want. We can talk about this later. But yeah, um, Lafreniere's last two seasons. In the Canada under 20, in the QMJHL, 105 points 2018 2019. 2019 2020, 112 points. Over 200 points in two seasons. This guy's a monster. A monster. By the way, in those games, first season, 61 games played. Second season, 52 games played. And 37 goals and 35 goals. Guy is crazy good. Crazy. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see if he, like, has do you think <laughs> can i just can i just laugh about something right now What's up? and i under fans slid into our replies on the bars all thing and said man isles must be in your head all day for you to have that thought right after your team wins the lottery yeah i'm having that thought because the rangers are great and matt Barzal is great and i would like greatness on my team yeah that's that's why i'm having honestly that it's a compliment to you islander fans i like matt Barzal a lot i wish i didn't i never liked john Tavares, and that by the way that's that still stays uh, but i like matt Barzal. he seems awesome and i like him as a player um, hundred and oh, so tons of points uh, for this guy over the last two years. I don't have the big scouting breakdown, but they talked about his weight for a while on the NHL Network. I don't understand that. Guy's tremendously skilled. 
do you think he comes in and fits better than Kako? Because the rub on Kako when he came, not the rub, but rather the, the information on Kako when he came to the league was he was the most NHL-ready prospect. And that turned out to be not the case at all. Not that any of the early draft picks were ready for the NHL, but I think I think Lafreniere might actually be NHL ready. I mean, he's—I don't know if he's NHL ready. He has nothing left to prove at a level that isn't the NHL, which is not necessarily. I mean, it, it, it's in the same vein as Kako. Kako was playing in a professional hockey league already, uh, but. You could have made the argument that he was going from European ice to North American ice, and maybe, maybe there. I mean, obviously there was a learning curve, but at the time it didn't feel like there was a learning curve as obvious. Um, you could have made the argument that Kako needed a little bit more seasoning. Lafreniere's been over here. Lafreniere's been doing it. He's been head and shoulders better than all the competition he's been playing with. He's been the number one prospect in uh, the amateur division. For a solid Jesus Christ, Trey Turner, where's that ball going to land? That's not great. Matt, 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 Steve Metz, what up, baby? Um, he's got nothing left to prove at a level that isn't the NHL, and he's doing it in North America. So it's a little bit – it is a little bit different. Uh, it's not like the level of competition Lafreniere has been playing against. I don't know the equivalency to that of Liga. I would imagine Liga is a much more difficult league to play in because, again, there's a grown man factor that you have to take into account. Right. Uh, but I, I, there's nothing immediately to benefit in terms of Lafreniere going to the AHL. There's no immediate benefit. It, it's, it, it's not, it's not the same for, for him as it, as it was for Kako. Here's my next so, question. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I was just about done with that, with that thought. So here's my next question. Is this what it feels like when the Pittsburgh Penguins got Malkin and they also got Crosby? Cause Cros- Crosby is a different level of prospect, right? We could agree. Like, he, him and McDavid are the last two, like, super prospects? I mean, Ovechkin was on that level, too. That's fair. O- Ovechkin, it was very clear that he was going to be great from day one, I think. Right. Um, uh, that's fair. But those are the I don't, last I don't, three. I don't know, because I, I, as much as people gush about Lafreniere, I think he's more Austin Matthews than he is, like, Crosby. Connor McDavid. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like, it, he's great. Everyone tells me he's great. Everyone tells me that this draft class is amazing. And even with as amazing as this draft class is, Lafreniere is the unquestioned number one contender people right will, now. Some people will talk about Byfield. Some people yes, will. But, it's, but even then, I think they preface every Byfield conversation with they're trying to be a little bit contrarian. Um, but it's, it's, I don't know. It also, I, I just, it stinks trying to immediately say this guy is going to be X. I don't think that's fair to Lafreniere. It's not. Uh, I don't. I just. I don't. I don't like doing it. I'd rather Alexis Lafreniere be the first Alexis Lafreniere than him trying to be anybody else. And I hope that's greatness. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. It just. I. I, I don't think it's Crosby Malkin because it feels like that a little bit to me. Crosby, I know, but Crosby was just like he's different. He's different. Crosby saved the franchise. He really did. If the Penguins don't get Crosby, I don't know if the Pittsburgh Penguins are what they are today. I don't think Alexis Lafreniere is a franchise saver. That's not a knock on Alexis Lafreniere. Someone that well, saves the franchise. Who's franchise saver? It's, it's literally Ovechkin, Crosby, McDavid. And look what happened to the Oilers in the, the season. 
<laughs> I mean, McDavid is just Mike Trout. The the comparisons to them are one to one. It's true. Absolute best player in the league absolute, that can't do shit. Absolute vanilla terrible. ice cream personalities, and that's it. Oh, be careful! People are going to get angry about that talk. Is that true? Steve Simmons. Oh, but yeah, Steve. Oh uh, no, Dater, Adrian Dater. Said, yeah, yeah. We've had on this podcast. I didn't know there was such bad press surrounding Adrian Dater when we had him on the podcast. Uh, I what? guess that's ignorance on my part, and I should have been better. Was he? But, was he the Colorado guy? Right. Yeah. He was okay. But now we got Ryan Clark. We've upgraded. Oh, man. Ryan Clark we're doing is great. the man. The man. I love Ryan Clark. Um, He's the best. He is. I don't know where to go from here, Gregory. I'm sort of at a loss for words. The shock is just starting to wear off a little bit. The butterflies are coming down in my stomach. You should have, you should have, done, what, you should have done what I've done, which is immediately pivot into the next thing you got to focus on, which is an offer sheet. <laughs> What's the next thing I have to focus on? I, I The focus is... Is daydreaming and thinking about what this team's going to look like in the future and getting that center, which is, I guess, the offer sheet. You know what? You know what, though? Shout out to the New York Mets for trying to keep me level-headed on this beautiful Monday I'm evening. Done. No, no more Mets. 12 minutes. <laughs> they're, immediately, they're immediately losing to the Nationals. So they're really trying their, their darndest to be like, hey, Greg, heard you were happy tonight. Here's a little something to make him, you less happy. And you know what, buddy? You, down, you know what? Can't let him get you down. Kiss my ass. I don't Eat care tonight. Butt. Eat really don't. don't do care. do what you got to do whatever you want to do you got a one night pass baby oh boy wonderful times um i as i say this i think soto just took yep soto just took matt steve Great. again so, um so it's, it's like i tempted the gods ryan really did you did really put that carrot out there it was like i promise i won't care about anything and then Steven Matz is like, oh, yeah, here's a hanging curveball to Juan Soto. Can, I'm like, can't even <laughs> get the number one overall pick and not talk about watching a Mets game. <laughs> That's where we're I, at. What, what do you want? I, this is my lane. <laughs> I own this lane. You want me to talk about Tis the Law? Because he freaking dominated the Travers this year. No, weekend. I'm good. It was one of the best performances I've ever seen. I'm good. I can do 15 minutes on Tis the Law. You want that? No. Would I you do. rather the Mets or Tis the Law? You're going to have to choose one right now. I would choose the Mets every single time, and you know that. You know that. <laughs> you don't respect his law. <laughs> Wait, you're mad I chose the Mets? Welcome. Um, that so horse, break that horse away, is currently in the, competition today. I bet you Richard Migliori would agree to me. Number one New York Rangers podcast where we talk strictly things, all things New York Rangers pod. And if you're a new listener, this is what it's like all the time. So welcome. Um, all right. I, I don't know where to go from here. I think we – well, we do have 10 minutes left. Damn, man. I guess the whole day from the start of it, doesn't feel real really anymore. And when I started going into it earlier, when I started going through the deep dive, like I said earlier today, the 1965 just thing just stuck out to me. Do you really think it counts? Like, I feel bad for the Wild. I feel bad. I feel a little bad for Nashville. Like, they've never had a first overall pick, but they haven't had the time in the league that these other teams have. It, it just felt like it was our time. And it, it still feels like that now. I... Now that we have the number first number one overall pick, now that we're moving forward into what, what would you call? I, I guess this brings us back to the conversation about Chris Kreider that we had earlier in the season. Now that I'm thinking about it, and we said, hey, now that the Rangers have have signed Chris Kreider, they are no longer rebuilding. The rebuild is now over, and they are now going into contention. What is this? Where does this take us in the next step in the process? Because if they're no longer rebuilding. And they weren't just contenders yet, and I don't think they're like still like true Stanley Cup contenders. What would you classify this squad as going forward? Uh well, they were unless Lafreniere all of a sudden becomes a defenseman. There is no 
he doesn't take the Rangers from one level to the next. He makes the Rangers more fun. He makes the offense more exciting. But until the New York Rangers decide that they're going to revamp defensively, um, there is no single offensive player the New York Rangers could add that changes the conversation, unless we're talking about Matt Barzal, future Ranger great. Um, I, I honestly, as crazy as it sounds, I don't think this this move by itself does not shift the, the competitive timeline for the Rangers in any general direction. I think it frees the Rangers up to do a lot more things, obviously, as we've said endless times on this year episode tonight. But the Rangers have some holes they have to fill defensively. They have the prospects that could possibly do it, but it's going to be a matter of giving these guys the, the room to run. Uh, it's Alexei, Alexis makes the Rangers more fun. I will say that. So the New York Rangers should be a playoff team next year, given the own timeline that they've established for themselves. I don't, I don't think the New York Rangers are Stanley Cup contenders yet, but they are definitely playoff contenders. But until the New York Rangers decide to revamp defensively, which in their terms means moving on, not just moving on from Brandon Smith and Mark Stahl, but effectively replacing those guys to eat those minutes and start playing more organized defensively, then this, this team will always have a restriction on it. But the one thing the New York Rangers can do now is address those defensive deficiencies more creatively, because now you can talk about a potential Pavel Buchnevich trade without losing something significantly on the offensive end. Now you can talk about trading Vitaly Kravtsov without giving up what was your second best forward prospect in your minor league system. Now you can talk about moving that second for the second first round pick the Rangers have this year because that is just a free roll of the dice at this point for the Rangers, and that roll of the dice can be anything. They're, having the number one overall pick means New York Rangers have more options, Flexibility. but having Alexis Lafreniere does not mean the New York Rangers necessarily are in a better position today than they were yesterday. They should be because, again, they can do so many different things now, but it's going to be up to Jeff Gordon and John Davidson to make the right decisions, and while I think they're capable – you know, the onus is on them. They're going to have to do it. No question. Oh, man. So there is um, people slowing down the ball, and the Leafs ball hits the Rangers ball up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Maple Leafs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, hate to see it. Hate to see it. Oh, God. I, I'm going to watch this video over and over again. We are – we're back, baby. We're in for another – Wild year of Blue Shirts Breakaway. The only disappointing part about this is we don't know when hockey's coming back. Yeah! But when it does come back, you better, you best believe we'll be ready. We're going to be going over, uh, for people that haven't like listened to this show before, I'm sure we'll be doing a ton of nonsense, a ton of hi like hyper theory. We'll be getting ready for the draft, talking about who, who the Rangers are going to pick. Hopefully, my sack um, with the second overall uh, first pick. Not second overall. That would be crazy. Um, the Their second pick in this draft. And we'll, uh, there'll be a lot of flexibility, a lot of weird things happening for the New York Rangers. We'll be covering all of it here on Blue Shirts Breakaway over the next couple months. And, of course, you'll get your uh, your other nonsense and other Mets talk here also. That's what we do here on Blue Shirts Breakaway. So, with that being said, Gregory, is there any sort of parting, I guess, feeling you have? Like, what was what is your gut feeling now about just the New York Rangers? Like, do you, just, do you feel positive? Do you feel— Yeah, I feel great. Matt Barzal is going to be a Ranger. I've never felt better. Man, I got to tell you, 
you've done some voodoo in the past, right? You have. <laughs> I gotta tell you. And it's some of it's been weird. It's been frankly weird. You called the Jacob Trooper thing before anybody else, in my opinion. And I'll give you some credit there. And I hate giving you credit. You know that. You called that. If this uh-huh. even gains steam, like if this starts getting blogged about, if this starts getting mentioned in other places, you had it first. You had it first. There's no- oh, I mean, I'm going to have, after this, I'm going to have a very long conversation with uh, our good friends, Hockey Stat Miner and Shayna Goldman. And I'm, we're going to crunch the numbers. Shayna's going to make it sound pretty because she is so much better with the English language than I'll ever be. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this is going to be an athletic article, baby. We're, it's going to happen. Oh, this, Rick's going to get his just, power back Ryan, and write about it? Ryan, it makes too much sense. That's all I'm saying. I was so angry about it from a devil's perspective. I'm not a devil's fan. It, it's, it's, not as, it's not as slam dunk as it is for the devils because the devils have so much cap space. Right. But there's a way to make it happen. It's not that hard. And it's not like the moves you would need the Rangers to do necessarily cripples them from a team-building standpoint. Does not having Tony D'Angelo make the New York Rangers significantly worse next year? No. Does not does having to play Brendan Smith and Mark Stahl something the Rangers were probably going to have to do anyway make the Rangers significantly worse? They they can't get any worse. Those two guys, gotta tell you, we've seen it. They're, the only way Mark Stahl could get worse is if he somehow <laughs> melts into the ice itself. Rewind this podcast and physically and talk about moved. six weeks from now, Mark Stahl. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the things the Rangers would have to do to make that happen. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's there's a Henrik Lundqvist retirement galaxy brain theory here where we the, the Rangers could do everything they want and more. I know. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right. Like, imagine, imagine, Ryan, imagine I'm Henrik imagining. Lundqvist he gets carried out on the shield like the night that he is. Oh, and be his careful. Passing He's a hero. Brings you, he brings you Barzal. I like Eichel more, I think, but... Do I like Eichel more? I don't know. Yeah, but you got to, you got to, no, you got to give up known quantities for Eichel. Right. You just give up these theoretical first round picks for, for Barzal. The new era starts now. We are now. It's Matt Barzal season, baby. It's it's Lafreniere, Capococco, wingmates for life. We're just ready to cook. All right. We'll be back later this week. I can't believe this happened. I'm still shocked. I, I hope. I hope everyone out there listening enjoyed this moment because it may not happen for a long time. But, hey, you got swept by the Canes. Shit sucked. But we now have hope for the future. Serious hope. Serious hope. We'll talk to you guys later. We'll be back next week. We're leaving this week for BSBOT. Bye. Oh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter. I mean, follow Greg at Blue Shirts Break. And uh, just to wrap this up, I will be posting a timeline for everything I promise to do. I promise to do it. I am not backing out. I'm a man of my word, if anything else. I will be training for a half marathon. I'll be doing a stand-up special, maybe 10 minutes, maybe 5 minutes. I don't know. We're going to do it, all right? We're going to figure it out. Greg will be there to support me as he always yeah, and if you guys, if you guys think If you guys think Ryan ever welches on anything, just ask our Patreon subscribers who all got, for sure, their personalized Pope videos from Ryan. Wow. Wow. Good shot. I like how I said that after Greg supports me on everything. <laughs> uh, no well yeah i call your shit when you say when you when you don't follow through someone's got to do it oh listen i got a lot on my plate i will do it i will get it done it will get done that's it so I, it'll happen i believe you 
All right. I believe you. We'll be back next week. I love you guys. Bye. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.